0: Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the first episode of 2023 here on State of the Republic podcast. We are really happy to be here because we do have big news today with the schedule dropping and everyone can start planning their whole entire year and away trips and what you're going to do in those away trips and all that. So uh, we are excited to talk about it on this episode. But first, let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts. Happy 2023, by the way, to you two. Really glad to uh, be here with you. Sharon, Jared, first let's go to Elk Grove with you, Sharon. How's it going?
1: Always Elk Grove is first. I don't know if it becomes, if it's E come becomes before your town, which it shouldn't because A Avondale is like, anyhow, I'm doing good. I'm trying to, you know, sort out my life with two cats now. So um, all is good everything is good. Happy 2023. You know, send me a boat. We're inundated with lots of water here and send me a chainsaw. I would love to have a, uh, you know, a chainsaw that I don't have to plug into the wall because I have one, but it's the kind you have to plug into the wall. Anywho, Jared, how you doing?
2: Uh, doing uh, warm and uh, definitely keeping an open heart for all y'all out there of uh, seeing some of the photos and video of how uh, bad the storm's gotten out there in the central uh, Valley. Uh My mom as well, but thankfully her power's back on, but I'm at least getting her taken care of with uh backing up her phone uh, power. Uh But here, you know, it's a happy new year. It's a new season, ready to get, get kicked off and already uh, planning the road trips
0: and quote unquote home trips. But uh yeah, let's, let's get into it. Awesome. Well, With that being said, um, it is a new year. We are going to be doing uh, new things on the podcast, introducing new things, because why not, right? It's 2023, and we are trying to continue to grow the show each and every day, as we usually like to say here on the show. And one thing that I brought up to Sharon and Jared, just so everyone knows, we are going to now have a pre-recorded podcast. intros to gloss of gratitude and to USL Unsolved Mysteries along with music that'll follow them so once you hear the song once you hear either Jared or Sharon speak it might become a recurring thing we'll see <laughs> how long we do it until maybe people are like hey record a new thing but for the time being this will be the first episode in which you will hear that but again uh get get used to some of those recordings and I believe they're going to try and make it as as soon as they're able to. <laughs> So, since I just mentioned that, and since Golaus of Gratitude are usually at the beginning, (laughs) uh, Sharon, can you go ahead and introduce uh, this first segment of the show?
1: And now, one of my favorite segments, Golazas of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go let's hear some glazes of gratitude i'll go ahead and go first since typically you guys always ask me what are your glazes of gratitude and um today i am just my gratitude goes out to the people who are working so hard over time to keep us safe and to keep us from being idiots and driving into water um Because I'll tell you what, not saying that there were people that were idiots that drove into water. I, you know, rest their souls, the ones that didn't make it. But I will say this, we have an inordinate amount of rainfall that has happened in our area. And there are people who are out there day and night trying really hard to keep us from harm, to keep us safe and to respond all the insurance adjusters all of the companies that come out and pull trees off of people's homes and put plastic on their roofs um you know it's just an amazing amount of work that has had to happen in this unprecedented time when the drought has weakened all of our trees in our parks and in our home residence areas and the trees are going down by great numbers, and we have people standing by that are helping to deal with the down trees. It's just, if you guys, Luis, I know you guys are going through it a little bit there, but here, we're right by the Cosumnes River, and it's just, the ground is is saturated, it can't absorb water fast enough, and the water can't flow fast enough out to the sea, so it's just, I just have to say glosses of gratitude to our first responders, all the people that are working, and then all of us residents that are pitching in to help each other. We've done that time and time again over these last few days. So big time glosses of gratitude. And of course, to you all for getting with us in this new year. So yay, 2023. And to all the listeners, man, it's going to be a good year together, right? Jared, let's go to Avondale.
2: All right. So welcome back here to Avondale, just uh, right next door to Glendale and Phoenix. Houses uh, of gratitude. Uh, definitely go out to uh, the unsung heroes of uh, County of Sacramento, Placer, Yolo, San Joaquin, Eldorado, uh, as well as the uh, city of Sacramento. Especially a shout out to uh, my man, Ernest Paul Wong, who's out there in the ditches basically unplugging as many drains as possible within the city of sacramento he's definitely uh, pitching in and doing his part and to all his colleagues throughout the municipalities in the affected areas a big big thank you we are so grateful that you're helping out to clear roads clear the pathways make sacramento and surrounding areas a safer place even with the inclement weather so we cannot stress this uh enough and then also uh, big was of gratitude go to Amazon, who uh, let, uh, let me still get some emergency supplies sent out to my mom. And awesomely enough, those said supplies are also eligible for a donation to the Villian Bijev Passback Foundation. So once again, if you order anything through Amazon, just be sure to go through Amazon Smile and select uh, Villian Bijev Passback Foundation. Whether it's something small or something important that you're ordering for yourself or someone else. That'll definitely help out his foundation. And then, of course, as we'll talk about later, you know, Galazas of gratitude to the USL League for finally dropping the full schedule. We're going to go deep into it in just a moment, but I just wanted to share my Galazas of gratitude. Luis, on to you.
0: Thanks, Jared. And for all of our listeners who, of course, can't see us right now, Jared is actually now uh, the proud owner of a tripod. And, Jared, I'm really glad that you're making use of it. And I can't wait for everyone to see it on a live show and, you know, for you to be able to actually drink water or anything without <laughs> maybe having to put your phone aside or turn your camera off too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, for Michael, also of gratitude, I definitely echo what um, you, Sharon and Jared said, um, you know, I-, I think it's been a really crazy storm that we've had, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of them. And, you know, one understands that you know, we have a drought going on and, you know, it is definitely something that we do need. But at the same time, hopefully we're able to enjoy preseason without that because we know we've experienced some really uh, bad rain sometimes at Sac Republic games. And so that's my only hope is that hey, if it wants to rain, keep raining January. But once February comes through and preseason and all that, please stop raining or at least don't give us any crazy storms because... We want to make sure that the guys are able to get a good preseason and avoid any injuries because, you know, those are always uh, out there when you have bad weather. Also, another colossal gratitude out to you, Sharon, for creating that uh, messenger group that we have with all of our amazing Sac Republic friends that we talk to often. It's a really great way to be able to check on everyone, especially uh, everything that's been going on in Sacramento with the power shutdowns and whatnot. And I really do enjoy seeing everyone, you know, going back and forth about that and just talking about things that are going on in life and all that. I think it's it's a really great thing that I'm sure everyone in the group there appreciates. And, you know, we're able to uh, send a message to everyone and, you know, let everyone know that, you know, we're doing okay. So. Big loss of gratitude out for you for creating that uh, a while back too, right? I think it's been maybe yeah. a year already or somewhere close to that.
1: It's been a while, and it was just like one of those oh we gotta we gotta chat together about stuff and then we just we ended up doing that. So hey, listen, you know one of the one of the most calming voices throughout all of our chats has always been Jared and Luis, I know you can see it too. It's amazing. It's like having a, a big brother. Uh, in the chat group, because whenever anybody is struggling, Jared always comes up with the right words and the right way to keep, feel like you're getting a, a nice hug through anything, tough times emotionally. I don't know how you do it, Jared. It's amazing. And I love you for it. And I thank you for being that present for all of us. Thank you.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I know in these uh, troubling times, uh, especially with the, uh, the weather situation there, everybody back home is a little on edge and, you know, understandably so. So uh, these are definitely times that, you know, we, we need the uh, words of comfort and uh, just just plain having somebody to to talk it over with. I mean, I've uh, remember some of the uh, severe storms and flooding back in 86, 97. I'm, I'm no stranger to it. I mean, thankfully my neighborhood hasn't been hit, but I know folks that have been unfortunately affected by it. So anything I can offer from, from out here in Arizona, yeah, to, to our listeners, uh, to folks back in Central Valley, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to be able to do so.
1: Yeah, spoken like a true sacramentan at heart. So, Luis and Jared, I don't know if you guys remember the game that should not have been played. It was uh, the the first and only game that was played, I believe, in March of 2020 during you know the, the game the COVID pre COVID game, and it was pouring rain and it was miserable and the, the the jumbotron didn't work. Do you guys vaguely remember that? It it was like it was a game in March and it just was a torrential downpour the whole entire match. Does that ring a bell for either of you? I I know you weren't at the game. I was. I hope that does not happen to us this season. But that downpour feels a lot like what we've been going through lately here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we've already had enough March Miracle uh, games in Sacramento. I mean, I still remember the uh, the March Miracle game back in 1991 with the Sacramento Surge and Raleigh-Durham Skyhawks at Hughes Stadium. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. Either <laughs> rain before or after the match, not during.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And there was a match recently, Luis and Jared that I think Luis you attended uh last season towards the end where it was just like raining and we just kind of like we gave up. It, we wore <laughs> plastic bags. Do you remember that? And I scored a poncho.
0: I don't recall the preseason one, but uh, I the one you're mentioning was a cup game. I I can't was it vaguely remember exactly which one, but I know, it, was it was one James of the cup Kiffy. games.
1: I know it was James. It was against it. Was he with Reno at the time? Because James Kiffy, it was like I was waving to him and it was pouring rain. And it was in March of 2020 before the whole thing got <laughs> shut down. And I just remember saying something like, welcome to Sacramento to <laughs> Kiffy. You know, and he just sat there and laughed his butt off. Was it when he had went to... He went, he did a brief spit in where El Paso. Where was he? Yeah. El El Paso. Paso. Yeah. yeah, So it may have been a, a home opener. I think it was a home. I don't think it was a preseason. Was it a preseason friendly? Anyhow, they played the match and it was a torrential downpour. I'd have oh, to go back.
0: Okay. I, I know which one you're talking about. It was against El Paso. I think, I, I don't remember like what week it was, but it was the game that it was just downpour and rain that everyone thought it's going to get canceled. People were leaving the stadium and then I, I don't know where they decided to actually play it, even though it was still raining and we were all kind of shocked that they still moved forward. Right. I think it was that one. And we ended up losing that one, like one nil. And then we were like, there was no point in playing it. See, we lost, which is what we thought could happen. And they, had, and,
1: and they did not have a TV feed for that match because I remember using my FaceTime or Fa- uh, Facebook live to to shoot the game because they did, they had, they, it was so, they couldn't do the cameras or the booth. It was something weird was going on. If I remember vaguely remember. And so I was FaceTime living the game and I had people some, like coming on <laughs> and watching the game through my little, I was standing in VIP the whole time, you know, underneath the cover. Well, sort of, and it was just, it was one of the most intense rainfalls I remember. And it was a quite the, like a shakedown for the staff because they didn't realize how the tents drained in the lower levels and they drained right onto the fans. If you were standing in between two tents, they had three tents set up at the lower levels and they would just drain straight down into the VIP section. It was like, it was so goofy. So I don't know if they've ever fixed that, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, it does not pay to be in VIP.
0: Th- they probably should fix it because the way it's looking like, we might get some storms early on. So, they, they, hopefully, they take the all thing? the precautions. And
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, this has been crazy! So, let's get into the schedule. <laughs> speaking of El Paso,
0: yeah, speaking of El Paso, that's actually uh, the first game that we're going to be playing, not home opener, but uh, looking at the schedule. Uh, it, we are going to be starting uh, our season away, which I think it's been a while. Since we've started away, right, usually typically our home opener is the first game of the season, but uh, not for us this season. And so we play over at El Paso on Saturday, March 11th. Week after, we have our home opener match against Charleston Battery. And I don't know when the last time was that we played an East Coast team as our home opener. I want to say maybe back in... 2014, 2015, I don't know, Sharon, if you would remember uh, the first uh, home opener game, I'd have to go back and check, but, or maybe we've never played him. Maybe it's always just been (laughs) a West team. So interesting match. And, you know, we know how things went this past season. We actually traveled over to Charleston and it was a relatively easy match for us. And, and, and you two remember it well, right? It was the podcast I couldn't join when you guys talked about it. And uh, now we get them at home. Following that match, we get uh, actually we get two more home games after that, which is kind of interesting, right? We're going to get three consecutive home matches. So Saturday, March 25th, against San Diego Loyal, and then a week after, on April Fool's Day, against Louisville City. Three home matches, right? Isn't that kind of weird, right? Maybe I added to USL and saw a mystery, Jared, but I don't. I personally don't like that as a fan who actually travels away <laughs> because it's kind of nice to have a week in between and then go back two weeks later and, you know, how, how it usually is. Right.
2: Well, there's actually going to be some portions of the schedule that uh, it gets close to a month without uh home matches. So, yeah, it, it, it does kind of suck having so many home matches to begin with and then go through gaps of just constantly playing on the road. Uh, but we're going to cover uh, that gap here shortly. But, uh, yeah, it'll be the first time ever that uh, we've hosted Louisville City because the last time we played them was literally a couple days before the Open Cup final over at Lynn Family Stadium.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And so here's my thought on that. Besides San Diego, those two teams, the weather is still sucky on the East Coast and Midwest uh, that time of year. So the chances of us having better weather (laughs) than those two teams is pretty high. Um, you know, as far as the East and Midwest teams there. Um, So I think that's a little bit of that. But if you notice that in, I think it's the middle of summer, we're away at places that should technically, well, except for one, um, be cooler or more temperate than our fricking 113 degree summers. So I'm kind of happy for the guys that some of our away matches in summertime are during hot times where we play play. Well, you know what? The whole U.S. is hot or humid during the summer. So it doesn't matter where you play. I think I'd rather, I don't know, Reno or Colorado. I think I'd rather have the guys play those places in summer than, uh, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Going next.
0: So uh, after that, after the three home consecutive uh, game matchups, we actually travel away to San Antonio, April 8th. After that, we have two consecutive home matches. again. With the consecutive pattern. I don't understand, but hopefully I'm able to find out what happened there. We play against Colorado at home Saturday, April 15th, week after, once again at home against Detroit City FC, Saturday, April 22nd. It'll be really interesting. Will they be wearing their white jersey with the sash? Will it be our home jersey with the sash if we have maybe a third kit that they want to actually wear early on? I don't know, but we should be wearing our red jersey. I'm just saying, do not let them wear. Uh, their red kit because uh, it'll be the first time that a non-Sacramento team plays in that kit at Sacramento. So
1: yeah. well, so what Luis is talking about with the <laughs> Detroit City is they have identical kit that we have. And so it's just so bizarre with them to see them play because it, can, it gets confusing. You know, tr- I got confused when we played them <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay, which team? Okay, I have to look at the numbers. Okay, that number does not coincide with our guy, but there was a lot of confusion for me because I had to keep thinking which team I was looking at. You shouldn't have to do that when you're watching soccer. I mean, they should be in something like pink and black stripes or something <laughs> that shouldn't.
2: Well, unfortunately, we're not playing forward Madison, but uh, as far as that goes, the best rule of thumb is if the kit has a, a Chevrolet logo in front of it, That's going to be Detroit City. That's not going to be us. That's the easiest way to think of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, it could be that this season they actually changed kits, right? I mean, I'm over here thinking of last season. I don't know if it's a thing of theirs to always wear a sash or what. It might have just been a coincidence or just something they just wore last season. But either way, all kits aside, (laughs) uh, it's good that we're hosting Detroit because we know how it is playing away. Right. We did last season and they get a packed stadium, right? It gets pretty rowdy over there. So it's, it's good. We're playing home.
1: <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if they bring any supporters, you know, cause I have a feeling this year we'll have far more travel, you know, people on our squad or our fan base traveling to matches. Cause things are opening up a, a little bit more even so. And I bet you there'll be more travel, uh, more people traveling.
0: It'd be nice. Yeah, people traveling from the East Coast, uh, escape the bad weather to lesser bad weather.
1: <laughs> lesser heat, <laughs> lesser rain, whatever.
0: Yeah, we, we do it too. And we go to the Bay Area. So I think it works out. <laughs> um,
1: and now, okay, so you're showing me an away match in April 29th where we go to Tulsa. And I'm so bummed. I mean, I love Tulsa. To- but, you know, Joaquin Rivas is no longer in Tulsa. So I have like no... I have no hook that makes me feel warm and fuzzy when we go play Tulsa, you know,
2: but, but he will be making an appearance in Sacramento. That's going to be towards the end of the season. We'll we'll get to that in a moment here, but uh, yes, this, uh, April 29th, we will be traveling to to One Oak Field in FC Tulsa. It's not quite the match in Oklahoma we were expecting uh, against uh, OKC Energy FC, but as we've touched up on in past episodes, uh, they're not going to be playing for a couple of years but this is the next best thing we'll be traveling to tulsa northeast of oklahoma they've got a good history there and tulsa has actually been improving over the past couple of years they are not the paperweights that we've treated them like in the past couple of years so this is going to be a good match and of course you know last year's birthday match for me was against fc tulsa at hard health park so this is going to be a good match to watch and then afterwards uh actually quite some time uh May 13th, we play host to Indy 11, so this is going to be the first time we play against Indy 11. Not sure if uh, Mr. Asante is still with Indy 11 or not, but uh, we're going to have to have a look at the roster.
1: Very good. Well, and so going back to Tulsa, Nem- okay, so I don't know if he's still on the technical staff, but Nemanja Vukovic, sorry, there was a hook for me to be excited about them, but I have a funny feeling he's... Uh, because I'm looking at the the staff at FC Tulsa and it doesn't mention his name, um, so
0: interesting.
2: I think I still follow him in social media, so I'll do a little bit of digging on my end.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: And as far as Solomon Asante, yeah, he is still with the team, so that's going to be an interesting match right there, right? I mean, he might not be ding playing ding. for Phoenix, but handball will never be forgotten. So. <laughs> Uh, should be good. But yeah, that's a good point, Jared. That's a long break, right? Uh, Saturday, April 29 to Saturday, May thirteenth. You know, I, I don't know why those things happen. But yeah, I mean, what we're going to be with that, we're going to have our own little, I guess, spring break-ish of you know having a match in between then. And I, I actually think since you have, you know, quite some time in between, wouldn't it be a good idea to like get maybe a friendly game just like we used to do back then around that time? Like, maybe one in between weekend, I'm just saying. Well, that that could still be in the plans uh,
2: as far as any friendlies go, but we also have to remember uh, this is around the same time that uh, Open Cup starts uh, the first couple of rounds. So that could be taken into consideration.
1: It starts cooking, and the guys sometimes need a break.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And I, I didn't even... I should have open cup in my mind, right? But right. Now I'm thinking schedule. Oh gosh, that's what we have.
2: <laughs> right. It's
1: like if we have as deep a run as we did last year, we will have it'll be like drinking out of a fire hose with the amount of games that are coming at us if we go deep into open cup. I mean, think about it. Last year was tiring for them, really tiring also for all of us because it was like so much travel, so much stuff, and so many emotions. I mean, I don't know that we can beat the emotions that we all felt last year. Can we top that? I mean, we're going to try, but wow, what a deal 2022 was for us.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Well, let's see. So let's yeah. see what else we have in store for the schedule.
0: So going to go to the-, the
1: Orange County match? <laughs> yeah, Orange County. Ooh.
0: Wednesday, May 17th, Jared.
1: Wednesday matches. Ooh, we get to talk about
0: Wednesday. Oh, if it was a Saturday, maybe because technically that could be
2: uh, Orange County's last uh, season at a championship stadium. I mean, they were granted an extension by uh, Irvine City Council for one more season. Who knows what's going to happen. So if there's anybody in the Southern California area, not that far from Irvine or Orange County, somebody please go there for us. I mean, because it's going to be a little bit of a solemn uh, celebration, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and maybe even an early like summer vacation for some. Maybe it's a Wednesday. You go to Disney one day and then leave the other day open for, <laughs> for the match, too. So there's that. And, you know, the good thing is that in between that match, there's two home games. So minimal travel. It'll be really good for the guys to not have to travel as much there because the following Saturday, big match. We play against Oakland Roots at home Saturday, May 20th. Should be a really good one. I mean, we know how those matches are and we finally beat them last year. So all that is aside, all the talks about like, hey, you guys can't beat us. We just keep tying against them or, you know, a loss year and there, that's all gone, right? So I I think we're in for quite a a good match on that day.
1: It sounds promising.
0: And then we actually play a game on Friday. So the following week, Friday, May 26th, we travel over to Hartford Athletic to play against a team that I'm not as familiar with, but my only reference about them was when Elliot Horde played for them, right. When we transferred him a couple of years back, but that's about it.
2: Yeah. This is our first time ever playing Hartford, uh, to, to be honest. I mean, there's, there's a couple teams that we're playing for the first time ever in this season. So now we'll finally have a complete uh, history with uh, the teams that are, that are still around. So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, Hartford, uh, I believe if I'm if I remember correctly, Tab Ramos is coaching uh Hartford, if I'm not mistaken. But uh they really haven't uh haven't gotten things together, uh, at least last season, because they were one of the seller dweller teams, but they definitely have uh, room to improve this coming season.
0: Yeah, and you're actually correct. Yeah, Tab Ramos actually is coaching them, so we gotta watch out. I think they might have a pretty good team. We know uh Tab has a lot of experience, right? National team as a player he's been uh, assistant coach right he, i think he's coached uh some of the youth squads for the national team as well so i mean this is a guy who is uh gonna be having i think quite a team so should be an interesting one and then it, you know we're already there might as well keep it in the east coast hopefully uh you know the guys are able maybe to stay around the area or what because we travel to florida not to orlando this time but to Tampa Bay to play against the Tampa Bay Rowdies Saturday, June 3rd. And Jared, I know you put out a meme. It looks like you might be going maybe. Is there a chance?
2: I've got this
0: one pinned to my calendar uh, because
2: uh, one, uh, I I have my my cousin uh, uh, Ludwig, uh, we we call him Weege. He actually uh, has a family out there. um, And of course, he's a Jets fan also, but, but sometimes they go for Tampa Bay. But this one, I've... I'm trying to find out any possible way I can get there. The bi- The biggest airport in the area is Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay technically plays in nearby St. Petersburg across the bay uh, in St. Petersburg. It's actually right by one of the municipal, uh, airports there. And there is transport available be- uh, between the two, uh, no public transit, but Uber is uh, fairly cheap between Tampa Bay and St. Pete. Uh, plus I also, uh, know one other, uh, Republic FC fan that actually lives in Tampa Bay. Uh, but nowadays, you know, she kind of goes for Tampa Bay. So it's going to be a, a real interesting match. Last match I went, went to, uh, well know, where she was in attendance as well, was actually one of the early Arizona United SC matches uh, when it was out in Scottsdale. So also, this is another one where, where this is our first time playing Tampa Bay. So there's definitely going to be a, a heavyweight to about to feel to it because Tampa Bay, of course, you know, Known for constant deep uh, playoff runs. And I believe they, to uh, no, wait, they played Phoenix. Well, they were scheduled to play Phoenix in the uh, finals uh, a couple of years ago. But yes, I cannot wait. I'm crossing fingers. I can actually make it out to Tampa Bay for that one.
1: So speaking of Tampa Bay, there's been conversation. You know, Jane Walker has a sister that lives there. So there may be an opportunity for her to travel to Tampa Bay. And also, um, I think Tina had mentioned something about Disney something past, but you know, that's kind of one of those <laughs> sketchy things. If it costs too much to fly there, that's not going to happen. She's not going to travel there, but I want to go back to Hartford Athletic. Um, mm-hmm. Apple at, at on, oh gosh, what was his first? Ash, name? Uh, he- Ashkenov.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, Ash. Ash. He used to play there. And so Danny Barrera, but then when I clicked on their links, I don't think they're signed again there. But just FYI, I mean, we did have some Sac Republic people there. Just FYI.
0: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting if Danny Barrera came back. I know we played, I think, against him already a couple of times since <laughs> since he's left. If, he, but, went, if he
1: came back to Hartford Athletic and he played with them under Tab Ramos, who will sniff out anything that's not working right, it would be fun to see Danny Barrera, you know, uh, play again against us and for us to take away their uh, thunder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so both matches should be interesting, and yeah, first time we're playing Hartford and Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay isn't easy, right? I mean, we know them as like one of the top teams in the East after like Louisville, typically they're competing against them to make it to the final, and at home, it's not going to be an easy one, so we have that, and then another away match after that, again, I don't understand why they did this, but yeah, we're going to be traveling away, but luckily we're back in California at San Diego. Another Friday game, Friday, June 9th uh, to play against them. I'm trying to hopefully go to that match. I'm gonna see if I could actually do a little vacation. And I'm sure a lot of people in Sacramento, it kind of lends itself to it, right? You kind of go on Friday early, stay there, right? Come back Sunday, and you know, you might just ask for one day off at work, but hopefully we can get as many people out there because I think it's it's a pretty good day for for a game, in my opinion. Maybe you, Jared, as well. Maybe you can uh, grab the bus or something and go there, Sharon. I don't know if maybe it works out for you, too. But
1: I have a niece who lives in San Diego. And uh, one of my best friends uh, lives in San Diego with her husband. And So there's a high probability that I would want to go to that. But I want to get some kind of comp tickets. I don't want to have to pay for tickets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we have people that listen. That might be able to help, but... Well, we'll see. (laughs) So uh, after that match, we finally come back home. And let's remember, at this point, we hadn't played since Saturday, May 20th at home. And we play against Monterey Bay Saturday, June seventeenth. So almost a month with no home matches there in that stretch of just away matches. So kind of sad. But again, I don't understand what happened there. Uh, But should be another good one, right? Maybe Rafa Diaz. I believe he's back and... Unless he loses the number one goalkeeper, I think he might be playing against Sac Republic for the first time at home. There you go. And then the following Saturday, another home match. You, you, you kind of get the pattern here. <laughs> but we play against San Antonio Saturday, June 24th. And then another home match. <laughs> um, I, I sound like DJ it right at this point with uh, another one <laughs> here. but Another one. <laughs> <laughs> so we play against... Uh, RGB Toros at home Saturday, July 1st. in what I think might be one of those 4th of July themed games, maybe fireworks after the match potentially, but don't quote me on that, but I would just assume again, it's so close to 4th of July. You got to have it in that game.
2: Or for our fans that reside in Canada, this is perfect timing because that would actually fall on Canada day. Only except uh, they won't have poutine or labats uh, or beaver tails uh, at the match. Unfortunately, <laughs> believe me, I would love if they did. <laughs>
0: Uh, after that, we travel back to the East Coast against uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, July 8th, Saturday. Danny
1: Videolos, former team.
0: Yep. As yeah. well as Russell Cicerone's. Oh, oh my gosh, that's good right. Good point, too. So Woo-hoo! we'll see how the fans over there um, receive them, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were well-liked and, you know, hopefully they are respectful, just like we are with any player that shows respect back to us, of course. Uh, so it should be an interesting match. And again, Riverhounds are not an easy team. They are another tough team in the East. And I don't know if you guys are noticing something, and I don't know if they did this purposely. Maybe, again, Jared could drop this in USL and solve mysteries, but it seems to be that a lot of teams that we played at home we're actually now traveling to in the season at, that we played at home last season, right? Is there something going on there maybe potentially?
1: I just a nice little switcheroo.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's nice to have a little uh, spice of variety as far as uh, swapping out which uh, games we're actually traveling to. Because yes, we did host at uh, Pittsburgh uh, last season. Uh, unfortunately, I believe we lost to them. Uh, but this is a good way for Republic FC to go into new markets. Uh, in this case, traveling to Pittsburgh, Hartford, Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting, especially with all the the uh, the hype that we generated last year with our Open Cup run.
0: After Pittsburgh, we go back home Saturday, July 15 against Memphis 901. First time ever as also playing Memphis. And this is going to be the state fair game. So it's what I always say. If you want to bargain on tickets, go to this one, go to the state fair before and then watch the game at night. So that will be that.
1: And if you remember last year, the state fair was blazingly hot. It was uncomfortable (laughs) But we went anyhow, and we hydrated with weird lemonade something drink. What well, I don't know. The sp-
2: spiked lemonade. The spiked lemonade. And actually, this is, there's going to be two state fair matches. Oh. So again, against Memphis is the first, and then we'll have another one a couple of weeks later. That's going to be uh, shortly.
0: Uh, shortly uh, on the schedule here. Oh, I'm just not yeah. a fan
1: because parking is so messed up during state fair. Oh,
0: yeah. Not to mention it's also more expensive, right? Five dollars more and fifteen. So yeah, that, that's again. Once we have a new stadium, we won't have to worry about that. But we won't have the perk of a state fair. So I guess there's pros and cons to that. <laughs> so um, let's
2: enjoy it while we can.
0: Yeah. Oh, and... Jared,
1: always Mister Sunshine.
2: <laughs> hey, I, hey, I love the state fair matches, especially the the open open cup semifinal last year. I mean, with, with the uh, oh. the special smoothie that I had, and then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As long as we can all gather down in that cantina area with benches that are not broken. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you remember the broken benches down there in the cantina?
0: They, they need yeah. to replace them. And not only that, but they need to add more benches there. I'm just saying, if they want more people to hang out around there, you you need more benches. And they definitely have the space for it. So. Yeah, they need to do that. Well, speaking of sunshine, if we thought we were going to escape from the sun, uh, well, we probably aren't, and it might even be about, or maybe even a little bit more hotter because the week after we play in New Mexico, Saturday, July 22nd, and then we come Although back. Albuquerque
1: <laughs> is at altitude and it's typically not hot on game time. Albuquerque is at altitude and it's very nice.
2: Okay, And it is next door, and it is next door, so that's another possibility of a... Of uh, an away match that I uh, could look into. Uh, I, so, yeah, I'll have to plug in some numbers, see, uh, you know, getting over there if it's going to be feasible or not.
0: Yeah, that would be great if you're able to check it out. Let us know what, what it is to play at. I believe it's Isotope Park, right? Unless they changed the name? Yep. Okay. Oh, it's Isotope Park. Cool. Well, yeah, it should be interesting uh, as it usually is playing uh, in New Mexico for us. After that, we come back home again. Another Wednesday match, July 26th, against Phoenix Rising. This the other state fair match that Jared was referring to. So, both state fair matches, I think, are going to be really good. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, Phoenix Rising FC, they've lost a lot of star names uh, this past season. I mean, of course, starting off with Solomon Asante going to in- in the 11. Uh, most recently, they lost their star uh, goalkeeper, Ben Lund. Uh, he's actually transferred over to St. Louis FC of uh, the MLS. And there's, uh, and also Sant Timor has gone back to New Mexico United. So Rising FC is going to be a depleted club unless these newer signings uh, step up. So it's definitely going to be interesting to at least watch this uh, home match uh, on
0: July 26th, see how that goes. And they, they also lost something else that you forgot their stadium. <laughs> well, not lost, but uh, relocated thankfully oh they found okay they found the spot okay that's good <laughs> uh, i'm glad that they're able to to play there at home so you can actually watch uh play there uh, but speaking of you watching matches live we are going to be playing at a venue that you've gone to plenty of times at this point i think you know it very well we play in las vegas on saturday july 29th and i can only imagine you're probably considering going right
2: Oh, I've already seen the fares to Las Vegas for that match. It's hundred nine dollars for for arriving in Vegas at a little bit after three PM on match day, and then taking Flix bus back to Phoenix. It's just a little over thirty six dollars uh, one way. So that match is screaming at me, and I can uh, pretty much thank uh, one person, uh, Scott Bradford, for for putting the idea in my head.
0: Yeah. Oh, that that should be that should be good. Uh, We can't wait for you to check that out. Stay out of trouble.
2: (laughs) Stay out of trouble.
1: I do not want to have a phone call. Me? Trouble? Vegas?
2: (laughs) No. I'm an angel in Las Vegas. Just don't trust me. Just don't trust me around San Antonio.
1: There you
0: go. Take plenty of that while you're drinking right now, too. (laughs) Uh, Because I'm sure it'll be really hot right around that time.
2: Yeah, late late uh, July, absolutely. So, I'm I'm probably only going to do the one nighter, but uh, nonetheless, you know, wouldn't be a bad idea to stop by uh, Walgreens or CVS on the strip.
0: Yeah. Now, I wish we would have played Las Vegas in like April. Weather tends to be pretty nice around then, or even early May. But eh. May, I was hoping for mid May, specifically around the same time as the Sick
2: New World uh, music festival that's going on in Vegas, May thirteenth. If they would have done, like, maybe a Sunday match, you know, the day afterwards, that would have been perfect. But, of course, we see where uh, when they're playing. So, there goes that idea.
0: So, but moving on to August, uh, we have more away matches. And if y'all thought that three consecutive away matches was too much, well, guess what? We're going to have four away consecutive matches. I've already said it plenty of times. Uh, I want answers as to why, you know, they're doing this to us. But uh, luckily, the the next travel is over to Monterey Bay, Saturday, August 5th. And then the following week, we pack our bags going back to the East Coast to play against our good friend, Kalers, Birmingham Legion. And we're probably going to be having him on the show after the fact so we can review the match and he can let us know what to expect. But that match is going to be happening Saturday, August 12th. So we're paying them a visit. And speaking of paying visits, the following Saturday, we visit now Ludon United. Yes, I know you guys are about to correct me, but that's that's how I said it. <laughs> um, so
1: so yeah. you're confusing Ludon's cough drops with the name Loudon. But even the people who live in Loudon call it Loudon. But of course, Luis calls it Ludon because he forgets that there's an O in front of the U. All right, Luis,
0: way to go. Well, see, I don't call it Lauren because I don't see an A anywhere in the name. So, <laughs> Just visualize the word
2: loud, L-O-U-D, loud in, as in it's getting loud in
0: here. Oh, OK. All right. I mean, OK, I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. All oh, right. oh.
1: <laughs> oh, now, now you can see it. Thank you, Jared, for being a yeah. phonetic person. <laughs>
0: I could see it, but I'll still say it as the loud end, though. So there you.
1: So I'm trying to make Luis laugh throughout this podcast because I think he <laughs> can see all of us screens, and I've been blowing bubbles at the cat. So so far he hasn't paid attention to this one, but earlier I think I got you.
0: I, I think it's helping me that I have multiple screens. And the schedule is actually on another screen, and uh, your cat is actually on the other one. So it- it's <laughs> it's helping out with that. But yeah, so we play against them Saturday, August 19th. And just so you all know, I'm not quite sure if we'll actually potentially see our uh, former guy hitting Sarges there. But uh, I don't know, Jared, do you know a little bit more if uh, his loan was extended with Phoenix or?
2: No, he, he actually uh, was returned back to Loudon. So as far as his actual status, uh, we'll have to take a quick look at the roster. But yeah, he did complete his uh, loan with uh, Phoenix last year. So he should be back with
0: Loudon. Okay, well, hopefully stays with them. Um, <laughs> don't go back to Phoenix, Hayden, because uh, we want to play against uh, the team that you were with before and we'll be traveling uh, over there. So that'll be that. And then after that, we finally come back home on Saturday, August 26th to play against Orange County. And if y'all go back and look at the last game that we played at home, it would have been against Phoenix on July 26th. So it'll be exactly a month. Once again, similar scenario to what we said before, without us having a whole match. Crazy, right? But like two months with no whole matches, if you combine them, is uh, not something that I think should be a thing, but that, that it is what it is. Uh, after that, we play once again on Wednesday, August 30th against Phoenix Rising. Yet another Wednesday game, and yet again against <laughs> Phoenix. So... Yeah.
2: And this one's and this one's going to actually be in Phoenix for once. They're, they're going to be playing at the uh, well new to the location. It uh, sits on 38th Street in Washington, which is one light rail stop away from Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, and it sits on the same parcel land where there once was a Greyhound Park. So they're basically taking down the stadium in Chandler moving it into Phoenix city limits for the first time ever in franchise history, and then popping it back up in that same location. So this is going to be great. And this is actually by my work. So I've actually got uh, one of my colleagues offered to have me secure my laptop in his office. So that way I can just go straight to the stadium from work and then in the morning swing by, get my stuff and then unpack. So i I'm not having to worry about running back to the West Valley to drop my computer off and back over to the field. So I'm looking forward to this match. Even if it's 105? I've been here for 12 years. I'm used to it. Oh, It sucks,
0: but I'm I'm used to it. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. uh, At this point, anytime Jared comes back to Sacramento and we're over here complaining, right, about maybe 90-degree weather, he's just there saying, like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's actually really cold. Probably even trying to get a sweater on.
2: (laughs) Where's my hoodie? This ain't a hundred. This ain't even 110. It's freezing out here.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that they're finally going to be playing in Phoenix because that's the team's name. And it makes it better for anyone traveling there for that as well, right? Because you got the airport and it's probably more convenient if you're trying to take a public transport right from the airport to the stadium.
2: Yeah, and the light rail stop, the 38th Street in Washington is right there outside where the stadium's going to be.
0: Oh, perfect. You don't even need to take an Uber then unless like your hotel is uh, a ways out, but glad they decided to do that. After that match, we travel back to California, but not to Sacramento, but to Oakland, to Blue's Cluesfield. I don't <laughs> know if it's changing this season. but Oh, that was a close one. I'm glad you drink after Sharon because that, that would have been an accident there. <laughs> um, so should be a really awesome match again. Traveling over there, and I'm sure some of us uh, might try to attend because it will be during Labor Day weekend. And they did this last year as well. I find it really coincidental. I think they do it purposely to play against Oakland on Labor Day weekend because you know they know more people might go to the match uh, and actually be able to um travel out to either Oakland or Sac. So glad that's going on there. And then we have a two-home match uh streak first against El Paso on September 16th on Saturday. And then after that, during the week, another Wednesday game against New Mexico, September 20th. Again, against New Mexico, just like Phoenix for Wednesdays. New Mexico was like, wait, I should also be Wednesdays because I'm your neighbor Phoenix. So Make it happen. (laughs) So I don't know what's going on, guys. Right? I mean, who's making the schedules?
2: What's some somebody over in
0: Tampa? Yeah, they clearly don't know the rivalries and you know the distances for away fans to travel to games and maybe make it to a game in Sacramento as an away fan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what what they're thinking there. But after that match, we travel over to Colorado Republic FC, right? On Saturday, September 23rd. (laughs) Colorado
1: Republic. That is so funny. That is such an inside joke that we started and it just will continue because, dang it, Malik Foster, why? Why did you say yes? Why?
2: They gained one Foster and got rid of another Foster.
1: Well, there you go.
0: There can be two Fosters, right? I mean, there's only a limit of one Foster, right?
1: Yeah, but we did not have a limit on Dan's last,
2: last season, even though one of them was injured the whole entire season. <laughs> we could have unlimited Dan's, but Colorado Springs, Mm-mm. only one Foster per roster. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and aside from Foster, right, Mr. Sobelhead, he's already been with them. Uh, <sighs> K- KB's not coming back, right? So no, uh, I guess don't, he won't I don't be. So. Yeah. And then we had another guy. Was also joining them, right, Jared? Drew Scundridge! Drew Yep. So, uh, yeah. Should be interesting. And Drew, once again, reuniting with his best bud, right, Matt? Yep. Y'all remember mm-hmm. when, yep. when we interviewed yep. them early on.
1: We need to get Malik, Drew, and Matt on a show. That would
2: be so much fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, it,
2: it, it, would be, it would be good if, if there's any way we can get it cleared. I mean,
0: heck. Yeah, we'll we'll try and make it happen. We'll probably try and uh, uh, record it video-wise as well, just like we used to do the the video interviews back then. So
1: that'll be fun.
0: After that match, uh, we come back home on a Sunday match. And Jared, unfortunately, yes, it's against Las Vegas, but not in Las Vegas. It's at home at Sacramento. So should be an interesting one, just a couple of days before my birthday. So might be attending that one. And
1: you know what? Watch, they'll make it a two- PM in the afternoon match, and they'll call it Kids Day. That's what. Mark my words. A Sunday match is always Kids, whatever you know, that Kid Day, and it's going to be in the afternoon. It's a two o'clock game. Mark my words.
2: Should we put some money on that? Oh no, we're not. We shouldn't be betting.
0: Oh, maybe some early points. No, I shouldn't be betting.
2: I shouldn't be betting. <laughs> I'm still hurting from last from last Las Vegas
1: match. Oh dear. <laughs> we should set up a GoFundMe for you. Oh yeah, dear, trouble.
0: We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll set up a GoFund so people can donate so you can travel since you know you travel often.
2: Well, either that or uh, help Jared uh, stay stay the f away from sports books because right. he can't bet because he can't bet right. <laughs> <laughs> you bet with your heart,
1: and then the next thing happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, after that match, uh, following Saturday, we travel to RGB on Saturday, October seventh, and then we end the season against Miami FC, Joaquin Rivas' team, right? Saturday, mm-hmm. October 14th, the first time that we're ever playing Miami as well. So just one Sunday game, right? I think that's great. <laughs> one
2: Sunday game. Yep. Of course, if Joaquin would would be ever so kind and bring uh, bring a couple pub subs to Health Park, I'm sure <laughs> there won't be any complaints about that.
0: Oh, that's uh, funny. It, it could probably happen, Jared. I mean, if you're traveling uh, to Sacramento on that, you know, day then, you know we might be able to talk him into you know potentially carrying some there.
2: If five or six of those pub subs can survive the flight from Orlando to Phoenix, they'll they'll make it to Sacramento.
0: Yeah, plus it's cooler weather too, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than traveling uh, in the heat with those. So. <laughs> oh yeah, works out so. That's our schedule. Lots of great, interesting matches. No times yet, but as Sharon said, most likely Sunday, probably 2 p.m. And most likely they'll probably continue the trend of like 7.30 p.m. Initially, then 8 p.m. Summertime and then back to 7.30 once fall-ish is around. uh, Unless we get surprised, then maybe they start playing at 7. Could be, right? But I feel like it'll probably still be 7.30. The
1: Open Cup matches were usually at 7, though.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Open cup has uh, rules of their own, I believe. And uh, what maybe they could set times and whatnot. Uh, yeah. the Open cup should probably be around April-ish is what I'm thinking. Right. Maybe late April.
2: Yeah. Should start about to mid to late April. And if we make it far enough to, get to the final again, that would be in, in September. Now yeah, another important uh, topic on here, as far as the season goes, uh, Right now, as far as locally, uh, the matches are are still going to be carried uh, by way of Fox 40. Uh, for those of you familiar, uh, they'll either have uh, the majority of the matches on Antenna TV. Um, I'll have to read through the uh, notes uh, that were on the Republic FC link. Uh, but as far as national uh, TV or streaming partner right now, that is still a negotiation with us cell championship uh, more than likely. They may just go with ESPN plus again, but myself, I would truly hope that they decide to partner with paramount plus paramount plus is already a mainstay when it comes to streaming soccer from around the world. I mean, we have a UEFA, uh, uh, various other leagues uh, across the world. So to have a North American league like usl, I mean, that that would be outstanding. I really wouldn't want them going to Apple Plus because Apple Plus already has a stronghold on MLS uh, this uh, coming season. Uh, But, you know, fingers crossed for either Paramount Plus or a similar streaming network. ESPN Plus, I'll still go with them, even though they're probably going to end up charging like $12 or $13 sometime next year. That's my guess. It wouldn't surprise me. But. As long as we have some streaming or TV options, especially for us fans outside of the local market, but uh, I know, you know, some folks as far as Fox Forty goes have had uh, less than favorable views. I mean, even with the uh, the first season that they've had to shoulder the the local uh, programming for it, there's definitely room for improvement. But we'll see what the new new season brings to us.
1: So I know that ESPN has been slimming their soccer involvement they uh taylor twelman after 12 or 13 years of being on espn and espn plus had to he's gone and he was like one of their mainstays there so it's it's very telling what espn thinks right now about soccer um but paramount plus if it did go that way oh my goodness they have some of the best uh studio hosts Uh, i'll i agree with you jared they they really it would be fun to see them pick it up, but I don't know how much, you know, the. Re- I don't know what the revenues look like for that, for uh, the USL level. So we'll see. We will see.
0: Then I can speak to Paramount Plus. I haven't really used it all that much, but the neat thing about ESPN Plus is just, you know, the variety of different things that they have and the price point right now is good, but Jared makes a good point. They are probably going to raise that up just like, they've raced other things and you know dollar here dollar there but yeah hopefully we do continue to have something though because i think it's really awesome for us to be able to not only see us play right because we've always seen us in tv and whatnot but uh, you know i really appreciate that they also um play the league 1 games right we've been able to see billion play every single week and it's really convenient to be able to do so right because Sharon you know you know we go back years back that wasn't a thing right you couldn't see lower division unless someone was maybe streaming like you were that day with (laughs) with your phone right. But it was just that, right? We didn't have any commentators. And you know, you probably had to be, you know, at a place with good Wi-Fi to watch it. And it was just really, you know, complicated too. So it's good they're doing that. Hopefully one day I, I know it might seem maybe not as likely that we can actually see League Two as well. That might be maybe pushing it a little bit, but it would be nice even if no one's commentating just allow each team to kind of set up and then pass the feed on to them and, you know, make it happen, right? I mean, they broadcast high school games, right? So maybe they could come up with a solution for League 2 as well.
2: Yeah, and I think even the W League uh, has streaming partnerships with uh, Eleven Sports. Uh, They're uh, kind of a lesser-known streaming partner, but uh, I've seen a few matches here and there uh, being streamed by Eleven Sports. In fact, I want to say they might have... uh, done the streaming for WPSL that for like uh, the California storm when they, when they were in the uh, national championship game out in uh, Oklahoma last year.
1: Good point, Jared.
0: Yeah, I think that they might be too. I'm actually now reading up on, on uh, 11 sports. And it looks like they might also be doing league two. I just wasn't aware of them too. So thanks for bringing that up. We'll definitely look more into them and hopefully they broadcast, you know, some of our teams and we're able to see like an Academica. Play as well. We'll have to check and see if uh, they're going to be participating in in their uh, broadcast there. But all good stuff, you know. We can't wait to watch all of our teams and also get news of their schedules and and whatnot. All right. Well, I think it's about time to have our USL Unsolved Mystery. So, Jared, can you introduce your segment for the first time and in consecutive episodes in which we have one as well?
2: Absolutely. From March through November, every single match is 90 minutes long, at minimum. Each match full of pride, emotion, torment, power, and joy, but also full of mystery. Join us as we uncover some of these USL Unsolved Mysteries. Right, so for 2023, kicking it off, we've got a twofer for you. So we know we've got a healing economy, so I'm going to do my part and give you some extra. First of all, as we've touched upon earlier on when we were discussing the schedule, we've noticed an influx of Wednesday matches, one Sunday match. As far as the Wednesday matches, especially between Sacramento Republic FC and Phoenix Rising FC, both matches in California and Arizona fall on a Wednesday. Now, in my personal opinion, the Wednesday matches are a waste of time because people have to work during the middle of the week. You also have to deal with the post-commute traffic getting away from work and then having to turn around and come back home. It would make more sense to just have additional Saturday matches. Granted, yes, that could push the championship final to late November or early December but more than likely you're going to have those playoff matches in warmer climate weather or at least somewhere in a warmer climate but I really do not see the feasibility of a Wednesday match especially that once again because of the fact that you have less people that are able to make it you're going to be bringing in less money for the league for the club I just don't see the uh, the whole fit in it And then also the second mystery that that we have tonight is there's quite a few clubs that are having to delay their home opener matches, some as far out as April and May. Granted, last year, Monterey Bay did have to postpone their home opener until May only because they were renovating Cardinal Stadium in, in preparation. But this year you have Phoenix Rising FC waiting until April Fool's Day to play their first home game. You also have Cico de Mayo, where Las Vegas Lights FC has to wait for their home game. Although Lights FC may possibly be solved, the XFL, or as some of us uh, have have known to call it XFL 3.0 because it's their third time around, uh, the Las Vegas Vipers are actually going to be using Cashman Field uh, for their season, which I believe is going to be February or March uh, through April so some of us already know the history with cashman field the fact that it, in a previous life it used to be a baseball field uh, then lights fc took the field over saw down the f- foul poles made it a soccer specific stadium but now at least for a couple of months they're going to have to share uh, with uh, american football so perhaps that might solve that but also another team that's having to hold off on their home opener is new mexico united now i'm not sure if perhaps if they're doing any kind of renovations uh, for Isotopes Park or or what the reason is. But it's just a little troubling to have so many home openers delayed. What is actually going on with, with some of these fields, some of these clubs that are having to wait until May to play in front of their own
0: fans? And, you know, I'm glad that you actually bring that up because I feel like that might also be related to why we are seeing three consecutive away matches or three consecutive home matches that could well be.
1: Hey, if I remember right, the 2014 season, our very first one, we, you know, it took us forever to get a home. We had to play on the road for quite some time, if you remember right. And then we were at Hughes Mm -hmm. stadium for a couple matches. It was kind of later in the season. And then we finally had our official home, home opener. Gosh, what was it? June, late June at then bonnie field yeah so i mean it's it it is what it is for some weird reason things happen and Mahanches you nailed it on one of them you know you got to wait for the field to be built or the stadium you know equipment to arrive so to speak but yeah it's interesting the wednesday matches i don't think we're ever going to get away from wednesday matches i mean honestly um it, for the life of the usl championship or whatever it was before usl pro which i kind of liked usl pro it came off the tongue a little easier there have always been midweek matches and sunday matches so i don't know how we could ever fix that it's not like american football where you you know soccer is just different
0: yeah unless you just like cut down two three games right but then that's less games for us so there's (laughs) there is that option of of doing that but yeah, I'm with you, Sharon. I think that it's always going to be a thing, unfortunately. And, you know, my, my only thing would be that, you know, if you're going to schedule a Wednesday game, make sure you take note of what games those will be because SAC against Phoenix is definitely one of those rivalry games, intense ones. Try not to schedule those around Wednesdays, right? Maybe do a match, you know, with the East Coast team against SAC, right? Something that maybe might not be as feasible for people to travel. Right. But Jared's right. I mean, right. They're hurting in the economy and, you know, there's a lot of tickets that are going to go unsold for that Phoenix match. And we experienced that, you know, just this past season against them also on Wednesday that could have been sold. Right. So,
1: well, who knows, maybe, you know, people will come out to see Phoenix. It's not the same Phoenix. I mean, it's not even the same coach. There's so many, um, what do you call them? what do you call them? Shanty pants. I don't know.
2: What did Salty you call pants. coach? One was a Salty Pants Chance, but yeah, he, he's gone. Now, now they have uh, Oakland Roots, a uh, for, former coach over there. So, yeah. yeah, there's been quite a number of changes other than the stadium and the roster. You've got uh, yet another ownership group that's uh, bought into them and also uh, made a quote-unquote multi-million dollar investment. So, who knows what, what we'll see this coming year for, for uh, Rising
0: F.C.?
1: All right. Thanks for thanks for that. Those are good Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Thanks.
0: And that was an awesome intro, by the way.
1: Follow us on social media. Yeah. We have a website. Luis, what's that website?
0: It's com, And you can actually leave a voicemail on there if you want to potentially be on the show. We can actually play your audio there. Or if you just have a question for us that you want us to address then feel free to speak it as well. Or if you don't want to speak it, you can also send us a message on social media at State Republic 12 everywhere pretty much, and also on YouTube as well. So check it out. We're going to be having more YouTube videos as well, some that will mainly only get dropped on YouTube. So you'll definitely want to also subscribe to the YouTube channel, State of the Republic podcast is what you have to search for. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last final parting words here in this first episode of 2023?
1: So what I would say for this very first episode of 2023, not only go Sac Republic, but go Jamie and the California Storm handwritten note. You never get that from the executive directors, coaches, you know, because I bought a season ticket and a personal note. This is awesome. And I get to go to their season kickoff party in May. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a, yeah, go, uh, go Republic, go Storm, go all the teams that we follow, go Fuego, go everybody. It's just going to be, wait, are they Fuego? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely going to be a big year. I mean, we're going to be following a lot more teams uh, compared to last year. So definitely go Republic FC. Go Fuego, go Storm, go cargo, go Academica. We're gonna be all over the place this year. Especially here in Arizona. Fingers crossed that when League Two schedule comes out, that they're actually gonna be playing FC2 songs. So if that happens, I'm definitely heading down. But all the Central Valley teams, this is gonna be a big year for everybody, and we are gonna be here for it.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait for them to release their schedules as well, for us to be able to look at our calendars, plan things out. Hopefully, you know, a couple of matches fall on the weekend so we can only watch Sacramento, but we can watch other teams as well. That's what we're hoping for this season. We're going to have more people from all these different teams on the show. It's going to be a big 2023. And like I always say, we're only trying to grow the podcast. And so we have more things in store. So we are really excited to be able to share them with y'all this year. And with that being said, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show. I keep seeing listens go up for past episodes. Really enjoy seeing that. We get the messages here and there. Sharon gets you know messages from people sometimes that she doesn't even know or she gets recognized out there. And it's just really awesome that you know, y'all do that. And as I always like to say, you help us grow this show every time you tell us a simple message and every time we see y'all listen to our episodes as well. So
1: And by doing so, you're growing the sport here in the Central Valley, and that is our whole goal, is to grow the sport of soccer where we live.
0: Yes, well said. And with that, I don't know if we're changing it this year, but I think it's a tradition out here, right?
1: So one more thing, uh, I'd like to kind of help convince Sac Republic community, you know, the, the Kevin... And, uh, Scott Moak and the folks that work in the community group, um, to try to think, bring child abuse awareness theme in April. And, you know, we just want to do a real quick plug that way. You know, that would mean a lot to, uh, one of our, uh, he periodically comes on as a guest host, Ryan Strange and his wife, Alicia. I think it would mean a lot to them. Uh, so just one last shout out, one last message. It would be great to see that. And now,
0: Cue the music. And also so our listeners know, Jared actually turned off his light and it's so epic, right? Because it really does speak USL Unsolved Mysteries for us watching Jared right now in in the dark room.
2: <laughs> well, ac- actually, the uh, the flashlight that I have here, it's uh, ran out of juice. It's a, a USB rechargeable one. So I just have to plug it in. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> But I like, but I like your answer better. I like I like your answer better. We'll, we'll go with that. Wait, is that? Oh, really? Oh, oh. my God. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's just one of those foldable lights. I mean, it has lights from the center, on the wings, everything like that. Oh, my God. But we'll go with Luis's answer. That, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it for ratings. <laughs> well.
1: Oh. Woof. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> you said it so matter-of-factly. Well, actually, it was a flashlight and just ran out of juice. <laughs> well, so just reply, everybody. He's sitting outside. Jared is actually sitting outside on his patio. And I can see some light behind you reflecting off the glass door, which I'm assuming is like a street light?
2: Uh, no, it's actually a um, patio light. Patio it's, light. It's on the wall to my left from where I'm sitting. <laughs> But it reflects. Uh, we've actually got something kind of over it to deaden the light, but uh, I'm just gonna leave it on, on here. But uh, yeah, the flashlight you know came in handy, and then now it's out of charge, so I'll have to charge it up uh, later tonight. Oh well, but...
1: you have no idea how often all of us over these last the course of the last week and a half have been like so reliant on battery operated <laughs> lights and flashlights and you know rechargeable things, and everybody was like. Madly recharging everything like crazy before these storms. Oh. Anyhow,
0: mm-hmm. thank you for that. Oh. You needed a good oh. laugh. Yeah, so, same Jared. It, well, the timing of that was just perfect. Well, uh, all right. Well, we have we have a blooper now, and it's you know us laughing, and for the first time, it's not Jared laughing. It's just you and me, Sharon.
2: <laughs> Who would have thought? I, right, I was, the first laugh. I was starting to think Sharon was going to be broken uh, shortly. <laughs> <laughs> It seemed like it, yeah, she, she, right. She, she came close. She came close. We're, we're well, gonna, we're gonna get it. We're gonna and, get this year. And then
1: I see the contraption, kind of barely. <laughs> it just looks so evil. This thing, this three-legged. I don't know. Show your light again. Kind of put it up by the camera. Isn't it? Uh, like let's
2: see. Three pieces. Oh. It's oh. like
1: three pieces. It looks like an alien spaceship. <laughs> okay. So I see this. And it's on a stem. I don't
2: know. I just... Uh. <laughs> once once we're done here, I'll, I'll get a still picture of it in decent light to, to give you an idea. Okay,
1: it's fine. It's a, it's fine. I'm over your light
0: now. I'm now, now Jared is close to New Mexico, right? So Roswell is there. So it kind of yeah. explains the
1: Alien interesting,
0: station. you know, light that he has <laughs> going on there. Um, well, was it just me, Sharon? Did you also think that he did that purposely to, like... And yeah hands. I
1: did I thought oh good He not the lights to do USL Unsolved Mysteries that's cool because it was usually you Luis who would lose your life and accuse you of being in the dark and then it's like oh good Jared's doing Unsolved Mysteries in the dark woo
0: an idea now Jared right if we do a live show you'll have to replicate that but now intentionally though oh well yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes you guys <laughs>
1: did you see her yeah she found my ponytail.
0: By, uh, by the way, so the listeners know, what's the Instagram that they have to follow so they can follow the podcast cats now?
1: Carly underscore n underscore Pasha. Carly and Pasha, and it's Carly spelled the same way that Carly Lloyd spells her name because the cat is named after Carly Lloyd.
0: Oh, cool! So just so everyone knows there's a new podcast cat in town. For anyone yeah. who didn't see the story, is it? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Oh, I was not expecting. <laughs> no,
1: I just sorry,
2: podcast cat.
0: J- J- Jared, you got competition for the most laps in one episode now. I think we're starting off the year with you. New... <gasps>
2: first one of the year and already.